Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasden. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale. And today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. It's called money, money moolah, abundance, whatever you want to call it, wealth. We're going to be talking about it with my very special guest today, who is Bob Wheeler. Now, Bob, in addition to being the author of the incredible book, The Money Nerve, Bob helps people wrap their mind around those blocks with money and wealth. And he's got clients all around the world. He's also, you were also the CFO of the world famous comedy store. I am. And, and I got to tell you, as a, Los, as a Los Angeles baby, the comedy store was a frequent place. I love that. I love that place. Me so, too. So anybody who's connected to the comedy store and money is is a guest on my my show immediately. <laughs> Welcome to Out of the Box, Bob. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm looking forward. Well, and comedy has a lot to do with finances, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Funny money. Funny money. <laughs> well, let's talk. How did you? How did you? Because you're you're really a, a money coach, and yeah. and you work with with clients on on getting uh, getting them off of those blocks that they have. How did you get into this game? Well, so it's an interesting thing. I was so determined to be a lawyer, uh, but I took accounting classes to help my grade point, as everybody does, right? Uh, Latin and, and accounting. And uh, I got to the end of college and said, I don't want to be a lawyer. I'll become a CPA. And I got into doing taxes and working with people, uh, was doing stand-up comedy, became the CFO at the world famous comedy store. And a lot of people were having issues around money, especially my comic friends uh, and creative folks and entrepreneurs. And, and I had my own issues around money that I wasn't dealing with. I had all the tools. I had the knowledge. I could tell you how to save money and how to do this for your taxes, but I wouldn't do it for myself. And I, the, the other big thing was I realized so many people felt alone, isolated, and ashamed. And so I wrote this book to let people know you're not alone. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We can all just learn starting now and, and move forward. And so that's how I got into it because my tax clients turned into therapy sessions <laughs> and all my friends were struggling and I was struggling. And so to really just have to do the soul searching and do some personal review and inventory, which is not always fun, um, really got me on this path. So you saw a need, a, a big need uh, yeah. around you. And, 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 and it's true, like across the board, this is out of the box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. And I deal with this all the time because I coach clients on how to use multimedia to expand their business. So if it's creating a podcast or creating a vodcast, a video podcast on YouTube, I find that there's some amazingly talented absolutely gifted people yeah. who their main issue is around money and about that, that, that 
awkward feeling about charging people for their services, all of that. And it all stems from those blocks that we have around money. And I know, I know, because I remember, I remember tax time when I was a kid, you know, you'd see your parents out there with the receipts, they'd have a shoe box and then they'd have the receipt and you, and you could feel the tension. Oh my gosh. So I had growing up a fear of doing taxes, of paying my taxes and that just pushing it off to the last minute. Cause I just didn't want to deal with it. And millions of people go through that. And I, I'm wondering you yourself, did your, did your parents, did your family have um, a good relationship with money or was it a stressful thing like my household? It was terrible. We, <laughs> you know, we had a big family, five kids. My parents uh, didn't know anything about money. If it hadn't been for my grandparents giving us a down payment on a house or covering the rent and things like that, my parents knew nothing. They got married when they were 17 and 19. Clueless, you know, and not, not of any fault of their own. And it wasn't intentional, but they had no idea what was going on. Um, if we had money, it was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just luck. Well, and we're not taught, you know, we're taught in school, you know, history that doesn't really apply to us. We're taught, you know, mathematics, which I understand it's important. That's, that's important yeah. to know, but we're not taught a relationship with money. And, and so much of that is also, it, um, it relies on our self-worth, right? It relies oh, on yeah. if, we, if we feel worthy to have that abundance. And when I'm talking money, I'm not just talking about, you know, um, how much you have in your bank account, but I'm also, I'm talking that wealth consciousness, which is Absolutely. something that's so, it's that, that thing we, we hear about, but we don't really get. And you have, uh, you teach your, your clients and through the book as well about having a healthy relationship with money. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so for me, a healthy relationship is learning to live within your means, learning to actually see what you do have instead of what you don't have, especially in the US and other first world countries, we're a bit entitled. And so we're sitting around upset because we didn't get our latte with you know special goat milk you know, stirred by moths from Asia. Um, Right. And, and the rest of the world is just happy to have fresh water. They're happy to have electricity. And so I think we don't understand how well we have it. And, and so if we could start to look at what we have instead of what we don't have and learn to live within our means instead of, oh, my God, I can't take another trip and just be into this victim place when we have it really so well. And so getting really aware of your budget, getting aware of your beliefs getting aware of where you self-sabotage. So you, when it happens, you can go, oh, there you are. Go on your merry way, get out of my way. Uh, it's, it's so important. Well, and you know, what I told, I was talking about that tax story. It, it's interesting because it was probably only the last mm, four or five years maybe where I was able to say, to look at myself and go, wait a second, why do I have such a, you know, it's like kryptonite ah, taxes, I got to do this. And so many people, you hear them say, I've got to do my taxes. And so what I did is I flipped the script a little bit. And I think this is where gratefulness comes in. Yeah. And I remember that, I remember that moment where I said, wait a second, I get 
to pay taxes. I actually made enough money that I get to pay. And so what I would do is turn it around and say how grateful I am that I get to pay taxes. And then on the, this was when I was, when I was still writing checks for my tax return um, on the amount that I owed, I would write in the note, you know, the little memo where you put your little things. I said, um, cause I'm also a progressive, you know, I'm, <laughs> so I said, please use this for good and um, <laughs> for good purposes in the world, please use this money for something good and positive. So, I, so I was basically blessing the money going mm -hmm. out, but I did, I just that simple saying, you know what I get, I get the opportunity to pay taxes because I actually made some money that helps me so much. That's so amazing. And it is that mindset. Um, I think when you're talking about self-worth, so many people are focused on net worth, right? If I don't have a good net worth, then I have no self-worth. And the reality is we need to have good self-worth before we're really going to have any net worth. Like it's oh. sort of the opposite. And I think it's also having that, uh, the ability to, to create happiness mm -hmm. within yourself. Um, I spoke to someone just the other day and it was so true. We seek happiness. So in other words, I will be happy when I make a million dollars. I will be happy when I'm married or, you know, I'll be happy when I get to do this. And the thing is, is that there are lots of millionaires and you know this better than anybody living in Los Angeles. There are lots of millionaires, multimillionaires running around that are not happy. Miserable. They're, they're miserable. <laughs> it's because it's because it's not something that you seek outside of yourself. It needs to be coming from yourself, you know, inside, right? Absolutely. And, and it's about living in the present to what you're speaking to. We keep thinking happiness is over there. And so many of us are chasing over there. Well, I don't want to get to the finish line because the finish line on my life chart is like my last breath. You're dead. So <laughs> yeah. I want to keep going as long as I can. I want to zigzag and I want to like, if we can't enjoy what we have now, um, certainly when we get there, uh, we're not going to be fulfilled. And I think setting a goal of a million dollars is really unfulfilling. If I want to set a goal, it's going to be about having great life experience, about being in amazing relationships. That's about traveling the world and having experiences. Um, that's to me what wealth is about um, and not about like, oh, if I just do 22 more things, I'll finally relax and be happy because no, you won't. I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so much of it is around a frustration and especially with entrepreneurs and, and conscious entrepreneurs as well is that they bang their head against this. And it's almost like a smell of desperation. I'll say it, it's a smell of desperation. And I understand because people have mortgages or, you know, they have debt, they, they have credit card uh, debt they need to pay off. And so there is this, uh, this energy that is very desperate. And I, I don't know about you, Bob, but in business, that desperation, that smell of desperation turns off a lot of people. And so how do you, how do you work with people to kind of, you know, your clients, how do you work with them to get that smell off of them? Yeah. <laughs> well, I try to get them to a place of not being so desperate. Try to get back to why did you want to start this business? Why did you want to bring this out? Like, let's get back to the to the purity of the idea, whether it's a being of service to people or it's a, it's a product that just people can't live without, they just don't know it yet. Um, and, and to get away from this, like, oh my God, I, if the goal is 
just like, let's sell this so we can get rich or we can go public. Again, to me, it's the wrong energy and it's the wrong direction. It's, do I love what I do? Am I having fun? Am I passionate about it? Because if I'm not having fun, even when I'm not making money, uh, what's the point? Like, if we're not having fun, what's the point? Um, you know, I spent a long time just trying to chase accomplishments. I had a belief, like many people, that I am my accomplishment. So even when I get to the accomplishment, well, now I got to do another one because you're only as good as your last accomplishment. So, uh, and so it took me a while to go, wait a minute, this is silly. I'm chasing my tail. I'm not going anywhere. And so the more we can get in touch with what do I want out of this? Do I want to be able to provide for my family? Do I want to be able to travel? What are my life goals? And then align with what I'm doing, my entrepreneurial spirit, align that with life purpose, align it with these other values so that we're living our life now and not just when it, when I get it done and when I sell this thing and I pay off my house and it just, that energy is, is draining. Well, and you said something, I, I think that's really, really important. And, and I, I do this with my clients who they want to have, you know, they, they, they come out and they go, okay, I want to create a podcast or I, I want to have a YouTube channel. And what I'll find is working with them is that they're trying to do something that will, again, the goal is to make money. Right. And, and my whole, th and I'll be, as I'm talking to them, I'm like, wait a second, but you're, you're, you're actually, your expertise is not in accounting, right? It's, right. it's, it's not in this, your expertise is X, Y, Z. And are you, I said, do you love accounting? Well, no, but I know it. And, and I, and, and it's something that I've, I've done and it's, it's relatively, you know, easy for me, but I, I'm like, but if you can't like get up and talk to a crowd for 20 minutes about accounting and it doesn't give you a thrill, then it's just draining your life. And that energy around it isn't good. I have um, in, in a little bit, I have a, a group and I'm doing a, a beginner's podcast introduction into podcasting. And I am so excited to talk to these people because it's something that I live and breathe is I, I enjoy it so much. So that fuels my connecting with people because I'm passionate about it. And yeah. that's what I want to see other people do as well is if you're passionate about helping people, you can make a great coach, but if you're doing it just for the money, it's, it ain't going to work. It's just, it's not. Yeah. And I think so many entrepreneurs and so many people are trying to get from A to Z. And so I really focus on, let's just get to B. Let's just get to C. And you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they have a great idea. They love the creative process. And then when it comes to, oh, now we have to do this every month, or now we have to do sales, or now we have to do advertising. Well, now it's not so much fun, right? And we got to be in it for the long haul, whatever we're doing. Um, so to me, it is important that you love what you do. I mean, it's a lot like comedy. You know, you do a show and then you got to go out and find a new audience. And then it's not just getting up and telling jokes for five minutes. Like that's the fun part. But it's show business, right? There's a whole business to show business. And you got to do all these other things, just like as an entrepreneur. You got to do all, you know, you got to do all the things. A friend of mine used to say, people would say, oh, you own your own business. You have this, uh, you know, house you rent out. It's so amazing. She said, no, that means I clean the toilets when nobody else shows up. <laughs> exactly. It's not all pretty. It's not all pretty. <laughs> well, and especially... If, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you're just starting out, 
you find that you need to wear a lot of hats. And I'll do myself, I'll do, I'll do as many things as I can, marketing, social media, all that stuff. But then there's also a point where you do need to like outsource, right? It's like, I'm good at this, but I'm not good at this. And so instead of banging my head against the wall, trying to figure it out, I will let somebody else do it. Um, And this is something that I find too with, with, and this so relates to finance and wealth is that as entrepreneurs, many times we tend to go it alone and we think it's just, we got to work harder. We got to put in more hours. Um, It's just us against the world. Yeah. And that philosophy can, can really um, drain you. And, and, and you'd have to, you could probably start a business, crash a business, start a business, crash a business. Talk about that a little bit, because that that's something that loneliness and that go it alone thing um, I think can, can really hold people back. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people do like being an entrepreneur because they're their own boss. They don't have to be nine to five. They're not accountable to anybody. Um, even in accounting, I have a lot of people that come in and interview for jobs that had a, had their own firm for about 10 minutes, right? Because then they got in and realized, oh, I'm not getting a paycheck. Oh, I'm not. Oh, there's actually things you have to do. Um, and so it is hard. You do sometimes feel alone. Um, I remember the first probably 10 years of my business. I thought every year, none of my clients would come back, right? It's taxes. And then I'd be like, nobody's coming back this year. And then I'd get a whole bunch more. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, they like me, right? I feel like Sally Fields. They like me. Um, and I think what happens is we're living on our own little bubble. And so the biggest thing for me is check out the stories. If I'm in a story of I have to do this alone, nobody's going to help me. Uh, nobody else is capable. Just stop and check that out. Is that true? Um, are there people that can help you? Are there people that can mentor you? Are there other resources for money, for capital? Like not just getting caught up in, oh, I have my own little story and I'm in a box <laughs> to, to, to the title of your, your podcast, right? Get out of the box. It's like think, are there other options? That's why I love when I do workshops, I always have people work in groups of three that don't know each other. We have somebody on our left, somebody on our right, that have different ideas than we do. And when we brainstorm with other people, oh my gosh, it's unlimited in the possibilities. And, and when we're just on our, our own and we tell ourselves we have to be, it's, it's not usually true. Well, and one thing that I, I love co-ventures. I love yeah. teaming up with someone because I know I'm an expert in my particular field, but there are other people that are experts in their field. And right. when you join forth, it's like the justice league. When you join forces, then you create something completely new. You can pull yeah. from each other's audience or, or contacts, but you, you create something that's really beautiful. And I think that's also having the ability to share the spotlight and yeah. to say, I'm not threatened to have someone else be with me and to promote them but co-ventures, um, that's the new, you know, this whole thing of go it alone and, and being, you know, that solopreneur, um, that's great. And it does work for some people. But what I found is the new model, the new conscious uh, business model is, is saying, you know what, I'm great. I'm solid. I know what I can do. But man, what you can do is great too. And if we join forces or even have more than one person, you know, do a summit, have a, have a summit. You could do a workshop with all these great speakers 
Right. And then you're even more desirable to, to the public because you're offering them, you know, different personalities and different expertise. And it, it's, it's, again, it's thinking outside of the box because so many of us think I got to do it alone and you don't have to. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, I, I, so for me, many years I had my own tax practice and I was struggling because I had to do manage all the staff. I had to manage all the clients. I had to then do all the billing. I had to do everything. And I ended up bringing in a partner and I was hesitant, but this partnership has been incredible. We are amazing. I mean, we're amazing together. We're actually doing so much more. And one of the things she said to me at one point when I was, as we were moving out of one building into another, into a bigger building, and I was feeling sad, she said, listen, you know, you took and built something from nothing. Um, I couldn't have done that, but I can take something and make it better. And so between the two of us, we've created a really great company. I couldn't do it on my own anymore, but it doesn't mean you just go out and grab the first person you see. You got to trust your gut. You got to do some research. Uh, but I think this co-venturing and, and partnering up can be really amazing. I know it's made my life so much better uh, than when I was just doing everything on my own. And, and it's elusive because we don't, we don't, that's the thing is so many people just don't think about it. Yeah. You know, they don't think about it. I've done co-ventures. So I've got the, the podcasting and the YouTube, you know, um, angle down, but I have another, a woman who's brilliant at, at publishing small, small uh, publisher. So getting entrepreneurs to create a best-selling book is a wonderful way to become an expert in your field, right? Yeah. Uh, and to be to be getting on shows, to getting on podcasts and on radio shows to promote your best-selling book. Uh, that's one co-venture that's possible. Another one is um, I have a, a wonderful friend who's absolutely brilliant when it comes to releasing those blocks uh, that we that we have, and so I'm co-venturing with them to talk to entrepreneurs about that. So they have their expertise. I have mine. And you really, your potential customers or clients are going to love that because you're, you're giving them much more than just what you can offer. Right. Absolutely. And I'd rather have 50% or 30% of something than a hundred percent of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to quote you on that one. Bob, why don't uh, we have a little bit more time left? Uh, do you have any tips, steps, anything that you'd like to offer our listeners and our viewers, uh, of course, on YouTube, anything when it comes to, to money, any good little nuggets you want to leave with them? Yeah, you know, there's a, I have a, a, a what, why, why, what exercise. What do I want? Why do I want it? Why don't I have it? What am I willing to do to get it? And for me, we sometimes forget about why we want it or what we're willing to do. We just, I want it, I want it, I want it. And sometimes what's amazing is we get what we want and then we don't understand impact. There's consequence to actually getting what you want. And a lot of times we're not prepared for our success or we're not prepared for getting what we wanted. And so I think it's really important to get really clear about not only what do we want, why do we want it? Why don't we have it? What am I willing to do to get it? Because I think it's all part of actually our life purpose. And if, and if we can't figure that out, then we can't be in alignment with what we want to bring to this planet. And 
it's so easy to self-sabotage. It's so easy to listen to other people that'll tell you, you can't do it, or it's not worth it, or you're a failure. And you got to trust yourself and go for it, but really get clear. What's it all about? What am I here for? And, and what do I want to bring? Mm, I like that. And don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare no. yourself to others, especially from the social medias, because you oh. know what? You might be seeing somebody like look like they're living high on the hog, but they're miserable. They may. That's all smoke and mirrors. All of it. Even yeah. me. I'm not going to put a picture of myself looking really bad right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or sitting there going, nobody's calling me for business. No. That's right. So it's it's yeah, it's it's make believe a lot of it. So a lot of it. We're not posting our bankruptcies and our debts and no. our failures and our failed relationships. We're, we're like, look, all the magic. Yes, it's <laughs> Disneyland here. Uh, okay. Bob, thank you so very much for, for coming on the show today. Uh, Absolutely. If people want to find out more about Bob Wheeler, financial expert, author, and cool CFO of the Comedy Store, you can go to themoneynerve.com. That's themoneynerve.com. Link, a link will be provided in the show notes. And please do check him out. And when you connect with him, say, hey, I heard you on Out of the Box with Christine. Uh, that way, we that way he knows that you, how you heard about him, and you're welcome back anytime, Bob. Thank you so very much. Well, Christine, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. I love what you're doing, and folks, stay conscious and get intentional. That's right, baby. Thank you so very much, Bob, and thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers on YouTube for tuning in today. Remember, wherever you're getting this podcast, like, subscribe, make sure that you are. Uh, are subscribing because then you can get notified of upcoming shows. And if you want more information about this program, you can go to out of the box with Christine.com. If you want more information about me, go to christineblasdale.com. All those links are going to be in the show notes. And until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now. <laughs>